What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com. Well, maybe the uh, the enemy did hold on to Steve Hilton because we haven't heard from him yet. He's supposed to be calling us right now and doing the Tuesday show on Wednesday. He had to go to Sacramento yesterday for a number of meetings. I just reached out to him and said, where are you? But earlier, and I hope you heard it, if not, you can pick it up on the podcast, and you can also pick this up on the podcast that we're going to play you right now. Um Lisa Smithcamp was on the DA, and somehow her comments to me and others reached the governor, and the governor has publicly said something about our DA. She just sent it to me. You want to hear? This will blow your mind. This will let you know what a low-life scumbag this governor is. Roll it. Of course. I know the district attorney in Fresno County was uh, released a statement which did not appear to be very pleased. Or she, she blamed, uh, I believe, AB 109. I called as a Why does she blame herself? She should blame herself. I've been listening to this for years from her. She has the prosecutorial discretion. Ask her what she did in terms of prosecuting that case. I'm sick and tired of being lectured by her on public safety. Hmm. Sick and tired. So with all due respect to her statement, she should be ashamed of herself and she look in the mirror. And in follow-up uh, from the Tulare County Sheriff, I, I know that after the Goshen uh, mass shooting a few weeks ago, uh, he is asking you to uh, look into the death penalty for a, a gun violence assailant who target uh, babies or infants. Do you believe that uh, is a good or bad idea? I think we should find the perpetrators. I think we need to close that case. <laughs> Pass that buck, you bastard. I swear, pardon my language, but I mean, can you believe he blames her? She's got the prosecution, prosecutorial discretion. How? With all the laws that have been watered down that she talked about earlier and the reasons why she cannot do what she wants to do when I asked her that question, why do you even bother? Why do you even bother going to work? knowing that this is going to get nowhere fast. <sighs> Michael, do we have which, our, our interview with her available? Can, can we replay that? I'm gonna, well, I don't mean right now, but I mean in a few minutes. Yeah, I, I, what I want to do, because we may not have Steve today, we have some extra time, I would like to replay what we talked about with Lisa Smithcamp and then follow up again with what the governor just said about her so you can hear them both back-to-back and you make the decision who's fooling who, okay? It, it's so sad that we have a governor who is solely responsible for all of these things. He and Governor Brown, AB 109, 57, 47, backing those things up, you know, and he acts this way by, you know, throwing it all back in her lap. I mean, it's, it's, it's sick. It's just absolutely sick and it's a shame and again as i said this would be an absolute disaster 
if he wound up being the president of the United States. I can't think of anybody worse than him. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm giving Mike a little time to dissect that interview with Lisa away from where it was. And we can replay that and come back and replay what the governor said about her. And uh, we'll let you decide, you know. And <laughs> the next time you vote for anybody with a D after your, their name, you can think about what you, you're going to be hearing shortly, you know, and, and, and what's right and what's wrong. You know, th- this, is, this is no longer really about partisan politics, even though that's the way he wants to play it. This is about what's right and what's wrong. And anybody knows that has the IQ of an, you know, an empty can of beer that releasing felons from, from jail early is, is not the way that we keep order in society. It's not how it's done. We have to have laws. We have to have laws, otherwise we're going to have chaos. Otherwise we're going to have just madness in the streets. And it's beginning to happen it's beginning to happen. We've seen in the recent past how major cities have burned, you know, coming out of the pandemic just simply because people needed something to do and they didn't like Donald Trump. And the fact that, you know, EDD in California, I just gave you the story, is blaming Donald Trump for all of the, the, the you know, all of the woes that they've gone through. All right, we've got it. How long is the Lisa interview? Uh, both segments are equal, about uh, 12 minutes, 11 and a half All right, let me look at the time right now. I want to just... Work this out. It's one ten right now. We can take that down to about twenty, and I think we'll be all right. Let's uh, let's roll Lisa Smithcamp uh, up to that first break. That part, okay? This is Lisa Smithcamp from earlier today. I'm going to play both segments, and then I'm going to play what the governor just said about her. Here's what she said on the program um, just about eleven thirty six this morning. Somebody that could help, and I'm so glad she's calling right now. I'm kind of begging her, so <laughs> sending her desperate texts. Lisa, we need you. Our DA, Lisa Smithcamp, um, who, you know, said that the blood is on the hands of the governor, and I couldn't agree more. Lisa, thank you for calling. This thing has me so upset, I can't even see straight, and I'm so frustrated. Yeah. You know, I mean, what do we do? What do we do? You know, I, I, I was, I'm, I've not been this angry since Mike Reynolds was in here telling about, talking about Kimber's death, and we did three strikes years ago, and that was working, and it was taken away from us. What do we do now? Ray, it is it is time for for the people who live in this state to say enough is enough, and we need to shed some light uh, on what's going on in this California prison system. The fact that this guy was out of custody is a complete travesty of justice. He 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 did not belong out, and you know there are so many little pieces of this puzzle that 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 have to come together for people to get a full understanding. It would take it would take an hour to describe it, but if if I had to boil it down to just a soundbite, is that starting with Jerry Brown and now with Gavin Newsom, between the combination of laws they've passed and they get through the the Senate Public Safety Committee and the and the Assembly Public Safety Committee are packed with this this minority of 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 legislators who who are funded by these individuals who want to end the the prison system in California. And so the overarching reality is that these politicians want to eliminate prison population so that they can say, look at all of our programs. 
Look at Prop 47. Look at Prop 57. Look at AB 109. It's working. There's no recidivism because the numbers in prison are low, and they want to let everybody out. And the way that they do that is they pass these laws about time credits that affect time credits, and then also Newsom has the ability to to administer administrative regulations within the prison system that he runs. So they have these things called accelerated time credits. So when a, when a person is lawfully sentenced in a superior court in the state of California and they are sent to the Department of Corrections, the time credits are affected by the, the new laws that they've passed in addition to the administrative um, regulations that he, he supports and imposes. And they're just given time credits. They're not earned. So when they go in, they are automatically on the, the way out. Uh, and that's exactly what happened here. He was given time credits he didn't earn. He was given time credits he didn't deserve. And they're arbitrary. They're, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to, to, to how they're given. They're just given. And these, 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 these release dates are, are, are accelerated because the overarching goal is to empty the prisons. It's disgusting. I mean, I thought when I first heard this crime, uh, when it happened yesterday, the, the, the fingerprints of AB 109 are all over it, and I'm certain they 100%. were. 100%. This guy's name, I think, was Nathaniel Dixon or something like that, 23 That's years correct. old. He's been up before you before, right? I mean, this, this guy yes. has been down for a number of things. And this, and this is the thing that's the most appalling, Ray, is he had a conviction for, for burglary, for, I'm sorry, for robbery, for a violation of Penal Section 211, which is a robbery. It's a, it's a strike offense. So when he committed the new crimes, he he had his sentence doubled because of that prior conviction. And again, because we have watered down three strikes now, you know, there's certain, there's all these new laws about how you can't implement and, you know, you can't make people serve 80% of their time. Now the time credits are 50. They're one for one or two for two. We have all these opportunities for people to get out of prison, youthful offender parole, elder parole, and now all of, of Newsom's um, administrative credits that he, he apportions. And so, so even people like, like this guy who is 23 years old and just suffered his third felony conviction, including admitting to a strike, was afforded the opportunity to give the, the these these credits are like a gift. They're they're just a gift. They don't have to be earned. They don't have to be warranted. Uh, and 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 it's all done administratively inside the Department of Corrections. The DA's office has no say so in it. The court has no say so in it. And the probation department has no say so in it. It's a free for all. Well, what, what, and it's time to shed light on this because it is destroying our state. Absolutely, and I'm sure when when people like you in your capacity, similar capacities. They, they have to be complaining about this, where the legislators here, the governors here, how, how, how do this Newsom and the people respond when this is thrown in their face? I mean, you know, they, they can't be that insulated other- that they're not hearing this. Well, they do hear and they don't care because, because here's the thing. The other thing that people don't realize too is that Newsom has neutered the power of the, of the parole officers and the parole agents in this state. First of all, they've, he slashed their budget. There, there aren't very many parole agents anymore. And when they are under directives that if like in the old days, if you had a parole violation, the parole violation was, was usually based on a new crime. So the new crime was prosecuted and you were also held accountable for your violation of parole, which were two separate, you know, incidents, even though they could have arisen. They were two separate legal issues, even though they might have arisen out of the same incident. Now, if parole is under direct order from the from their leader, Gavin Newsom, right, who, who puts forth all these administrative um, regulations, is that if, a, if, if the DA, if the local DA files new charges, the parole agents are, are, are 
instructed to drop the charges. I mean, it's, it's just something that's just been unheard of historically, because again, then it just takes all the power away. Why supervise people if you're not going to make them accountable for their parole violations? So there's, there's a number of things. And again, we could go on for hours and hours about all these different things that have been done administratively and they've been done in the dark, right? And there are people who work in the state system. They work for parole. They work for the Department of Justice. They work for the Department of Corrections. And he is their boss. He is the person who decides how much money they make and, 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 and the, the funding that they get and the positions they get. Of course. So, so, they, so they don't, a lot of people don't speak out. And the people who do speak out, the people who do leave those positions of authority and they do speak out, they, they don't get a lot of play in the media. Lisa, hold on. Let me take a break. And All I right. know you have to be out of here. Let's drop that. Okay, that's Lisa Smithcamp, the DA, from earlier today on KMJ. Now, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back. We'll play part two. And then that'll take it to the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to play, coming out of the news, what Gavin Newsom just said about her. Um, wow. We played it once, but now we're doing it, you know, all in context. So you're getting the whole thing. This is KMJ. We'll be right back. Don't miss what's coming up. Do not, do not, do not, do not. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. And I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. <laughs> I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. <laughs> Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Get Ray Appleton. Subscribe to the Ray Appleton Podcast right now. It's free. Again, I apologize. Steve Hilton was supposed to join us to make up for the show that he didn't do yesterday. Now, maybe he's going to join us tomorrow to make up for the show that he's supposed to be doing today. I've reached out to him. He even confirmed he would be with us today, and I don't know what's happened. But, hey, the joys of live radio, right? Uh, But that's okay. It's worked out because we just got some audio from Governor Newsom when he was pressed by somebody in the media about the words of our DA, Lisa Smithcamp, that he has blood on his hands and he's responsible for the ultimately for the death of this 24-year-old cop that was killed yesterday in Selma, the first ever cop killed in Selma's force in their history. A 24-year-old man himself who was about to become a father. This child will never know his father because he was killed by a 23-year-old punk gang member who's the poster child boy for AB 109, something that this governor rapidly supports. So we're going to listen to part two of the Lisa Smithcamp interview right now. I'm going to tell Michael to roll it in just a few seconds. And again, this is from earlier this morning in the 1130 to noon segment that we did. And it was shortly after that that there was some sort of press conference going on where the governor was flapping his big fat mouth, and somebody asked about Lisa Smithcamp's words, and he kind of went off, kind of went off. The most unprofessional thing I've ever heard from any governor. Uh, and, and you could tell that his, his, he was rattled. He was rattled, and he was dancing as hard as he could to pass the buck. But let's listen now to what else Lisa had to say about the responsibility of this this policeman's death down in Selma yesterday, something that tore all of our hearts out, except for the man in charge up in Sacramento. He doesn't give a rat's rear end. Here's Lisa. It breaks my heart to think about this 24-year-old officer who was killed in Selma yesterday. I don't care how old they are. I mean, this is just wrong, but, you know, I mean, he will never meet his unborn child. 
you know, he was going to be a father soon, and 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 this happens, and it, you know, it's even more unfortunate. The individual who did this is a year younger than him, twenty three, and and Lisa Lisa Smithcamp is with us, the Fresno County DA. With all of these things that you wrap down, that that you fight all the time, you know, trying to get the bad guys. This is a dumb question, but I'm sure you ask this: Why do you even do what you do? It seems like everything you try to do is it's it's against the machine. It's moot. Why bother? Well, because if we don't stand up for law and order and we don't stand up for justice and we don't stand up for victims, who's going to? And, you know, I, early on when I became the DA, um, I had a, a really hard day when a, a little baby, a 20-month-old baby was shot. Uh, then Chief Dyer called me, and he was very upset about it. And there was just a lot a lot whirling around. And, and I did what every strong DA does, you know, at the age of 45 or 46, however old I was. And I got in the car and started to cry and drove to Starbucks. Yeah. And on the way over there, I called my mom. And I said, Mom, I'm not really sure I'm cut out for this job. And I told her what was going on. And she said, where are you? I said, I'm in the Starbucks drive-thru getting a cup of coffee. She said, turn your ass around and get back to work. (laughs) I didn't raise you that way. People voted for you. Go figure it out. And she hung up the phone. That was it. There was no sympathy. Wow. And so, you know what, Ray? That's how I was raised. I was not raised to be a quitter. I was not raised to be a complainer. I was raised that if you see a problem, you get in there and try to do the best that you can to fix it. And that's what my mom taught me. And she's 80 years old, and she's still telling me what to do, and she's still giving me advice. And so that's what we do. We stand and fight because these rogue DAs and these political whores, which is what they are, who are who are putting the value of the, the agendas of the people who, who fill their coffers of the health and safety and, the, and public safety of the people who live in this state um, need to be taken out of office. They need to be voted out. They need to be removed from, from, from allowing to continue to allow California to become a cesspool because that's what they're doing. They are increasing the number of criminals that are coming here, that are living here, and they are encouraging criminal behavior because the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation, a.k.a. prison, is college for criminals. It does not correct. It does not rehabilitate. And it is time for the people that live here to stop voting blindly. They need to figure out who they're voting for, why they're voting for them, and insist. And, and people need to get involved. They need to insist that, that, that people are, that, that they elect, whether they're R's or D's or blue or red, that they are going to support accountability and responsibility for criminal behaviors. You're probably aware of this, but there's a bill to repeal Prop 47 um, that uh, was introduced in the Assembly on Monday. And I'm sure it's, it's going to be, you know, retained. These people aren't going to, you know, get rid of it. But I think right after this happened in, in Selma, it's going to be good to know who votes to, you know, retain it. And, and those, are, those are names that need to be out there. We need to know who these people are that are making life Ray, so I'll miserable be, for I'll you and the rest of us. Go ahead. Yeah, and I'll be shocked if it gets out of the Public Safety Committee. Right on. Because the other, the other part of this that the average voter or the average resident of the state of California doesn't know is that the Senate Public Safety Committee and the Assembly Public Safety Committee are stacked with these Newsom-Brown-type left-of-left-of-left people who are they're, – they're socialists, they're communists as far as I'm concerned because they vote the way the, the, their political supporters want them to. 
because there is nobody with a brain in their head that can think that this form of criminal justice reform is working. This is not criminal justice reform. This is anarchy. Well, I was just going to say, and you took the words right out of my mouth, and then I'll let you go. The Public Safety Committee is where a lot of these potentially good bits of legislation go to die. I mean, that they, right. you, they never get out. Lisa, thank you. I'll let you go. Go do your thing. Give them hell and keep fighting for us. Please. It was Lisa Smith-Camp from earlier today on KMJ. Now, a little time passes, and the governor shoots his mouth off about Lisa. When we get back from KMJ News, you've got to hear this. We played it once, but now we're just doing it all in context. Um, he's obviously tap dancing. He's obviously nervous. He's, you know, obviously about ready to let one go in his shorts, pardon me, because he got caught. He got caught by a reporter who brought up the words of, of Sheriff Boudreaux and also Lisa Smithcamp, and the governor was really itchy. <laughs> Not a happy camper at the time. You'll hear him on KMJ exclusively. This is the Ray Appleton Show on News Talk 580, 105.9 KMJ and KMJNow.com. Click the podcast page at KMJNow.com. All right, I'm, I'm so happy that you dialed in with us now. So you can just hear what a buffoon our governor is. You already know that. but So you heard Lisa Smithcamp from earlier today. That was an interview that uh, she called in in the 11.30 to noon segment to talk about the death of this uh, Selma policeman that's occupied all of our heads today and is really just distracting us from anything else. And the governor got wind of it, um, thanks to an astute media person who laid it all on him. The words of a, you know, chief law enforcement officer down in Tulare County and Lisa Smithcamp up here, our DA, and uh, he wasn't happy about hearing either. So... This is Gavin Newsom at a press conference just from a short time ago and his response to, you know, what Lisa has said here and earlier in the press about, you know, the blood being on his hands. And it just lets you know this guy is lower than snake scum the way he responds. Here it is. Of course. I know the district attorney in Fresno County was uh, released a statement which did not appear to be very pleased or why does she blame herself? She should blame herself. I've been listening to this for years from her. She has the prosecutorial discretion. Ask her what she did in terms of prosecuting that case. I'm sick and tired of being lectured by her on public safety. Sick and tired. So, with all due respect to her statement, she should be ashamed of herself, and she look in the mirror. Sure. Follow up from the Tulare County Sheriff. I know that after the Goshen mass shooting a few weeks ago, he is asking you to look into the death penalty for gun violence assailants who target babies or infants. Do you believe that is a good or bad idea? I think we should find the perpetrators. I think we need to close that case. How about that? Such a man, you know? Um, He knows his hands are dirty on this one. And that's the best he can do is insult our district attorney who's working so hard to undo all of the damage that he personally has done with his minions up in Sacramento, the way that they've padded the public safety committee so nothing good ever gets out of it. Public safety. Yeah, right. Gaylene, you're on KMJ. Howdy do. 
Hi, Ray. What a day, huh? What a day. All I can say is D.A. Lisa Smith Camp. Oh, my goodness. What a rock star. That strong person. I don't even want to genderize her because she's just a strong human being. I love how she is direct. I like that she calls out what it is. She doesn't pussyfoot around. She doesn't say, well, maybe they misspoke. She just is direct. She called it out. They want to implement communism, socialism, and things that cause anarchy in this state. We are so far down that sad rabbit hole till it it just breaks my heart. Things like what happened. I live straight over from Selma Ray. I'm not far. I'm there probably every day or every day or two. It breaks my heart that that community is going through this. And I understand that he was from Reedley also in school. My boys, too, just went to small schools. These are our kids that are being murdered on these streets. And Governor Gavin Newsom is a coward. And as far as I am concerned, he is an accomplice to these murders happening to these good citizens and servants of this state. Yeah, I mean, you put it you're right. I mean, he's an accomplice. This is this is his doing, Gaylene. It is. We are going to have to. You know, I was I was proud of listening to to Michael Germanuel yesterday talk about the front of the school board. These are issues. These are issues in our community. These aren't up in Sacramento. They start in Sacramento, but they filter down. These are issues in our own community that we as citizens have to say we are tired of, and we demand responsibility to be taken by these people. And if they do not take responsibility for their inability to do their jobs, then they are to be removed. They need to be removed. And I appreciated the fact that he called out the other people who are in power and elected officials and staying silent when these races happen, they do not get behind good candidates. The fact that Terry Sladek is not sitting on the, on the, uh, <laughs> Council are on, board, on the school board. The unified school board is a travesty to children in the city of Fresno. Michael made thank you, Gaylene. Michael made a point yesterday that I I really pondered last night. Uh, Michael Dermanuel Jr. on this unified thing with the school buses being late at Computec, and all of a sudden there's a lot of distrust manifesting over the the school board, and and that wow, you guys are heavy on the superintendent. Jeez, I mean. Coming down on the man, let me tell you. Wow. If he could read this stuff, I think he'd, you know, turn many colors. But um, Michael was right about politicians, name politicians that, that we know. As he said, there are friends, I mean, our personal friends, who basically take no position when the school board races come around. And, yeah, they – I mean, he said they're basically ducking their responsibility to make Fresno a better place by straightening out this school district. And I, I, you know, I'm going to have to ask him personally <laughs> because I, I wouldn't want to do it on the air and you know embarrass them. Maybe they need to be embarrassed as to why they do that. They they don't support candidates in school races. Maybe they'll take the hint that uh, Michael laid out yesterday, and I'm laying out now that when there are school board races, that these individuals who are you know, in the assembly and in and, and the and the mayor, Jerry. I mean, come on, uh, and and others that are well known. They need to find a candidate, support them, and tell us why they are needed on the school board.
Because right now, it's so nepotistic, it's so inbred. It's, you know, people who are related to each other that are already working for the, the Unified School District that are running their, their relatives as school board candidates and all that. I mean, it's sickening. This bloodline has to be cut, you know? I mean, for the sake of the schools and our children. <sighs> and you got to cut it big time, big time. Anyway, uh, let's grab another call before the break. Response to, you know, Gavin Newsom's words about Lisa Smithcamp. John, it's all yours. Hi. Uh, hi, Ray. Great, great topic. I wish Lisa Smithcamp would run for governor. Uh, I'm afraid our, our state will never have another Republican governor. But anyway, uh, Newsom thinks he's all high and mighty. But once you get out of California, he has no following. Even if he ran for president, he might get California and New York and maybe Pennsylvania now since they elected their great senator. But uh, <laughs> I think it's just a pie-in-the-sky dream of his to try to run for president. I don't think he's got a chance. I mean, there's so much stuff on him and against him that is easily going to be poured out if he makes a stab at the White House. I, I think he knows that he hasn't got a chance. I mean, you know— running this soundbite that he created for us today, putting down the, 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 the DA. You know, I can see that political ad right now. You throw up a, a picture of this 24-year-old cop that was killed. You mentioned that he was killed by a gangbanger that was released by because Newsom stuff that he supports. And he's never going to meet his child, his unborn child. And then you play what he said about our, you know, DA who's fighting this stuff. Boom, he's not going to be in the White House. He won't even be in a doghouse. People won't even vote for him to, you know, moving in with the, with the dogs. I, I'm just, I'm fed up. I'm, f God, I almost said the F word. <laughs> you know, I got bleeped yesterday. <laughs> I didn't realize I said something and Michael caught it and he bleeped me. Thank you for saving my job. I was just in one of those moods and <laughs> discussing this unified thing and it came right out of my mouth. No, you didn't hear it because Michael was honest. I didn't even know I said it. But I, I really have to watch myself when I get in moods like this because, you know, I mean, it's just, you just say things uh, to that. I mean, in real life, I swear a lot. I'll just tell you right now. I got a dirty mouth. I just to, to can't, you know, and you know what they say about people who talk that way, that they're not very intelligent. They can't use the right words. So maybe I should learn from my own preachings. Anyway, let's take a, a final break. Of the hour here, still have not heard from Steve Hilton, so I have no idea. Maybe he did get, he is being held hostage in Sacramento in all those meetings yesterday. Uh, hopefully we'll have him tomorrow, maybe at 1 o'clock. Steve, where are you? This is KMJ. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Ray Appleton Show. Get Ray Appleton. KMJnow.com. Click the podcast page. Well, I tell you, between the unified stuff that was started yesterday, well, it was started much earlier than yesterday, but sort of got amplified yesterday, what Mark Capitan said earlier as an attorney about these uh, parents who, you know, kids are not getting to school on time at uh, Computech. There, there is a, a, a lawful 
way to go about putting a class action suit together to sue Unified School District, and I'm hoping that they do. And then all of this noise after this cop was killed in, in Selma, Lisa Smithcamp joining us, and the governor responding about Lisa's words. Oh, I mean, can you believe what he said? Oh, my God. Um, but there's more. Here's Philip Teresi to tell us, you know, what, what saber he's going to rattle this afternoon. He's got one of the school board members on. Good. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's going to be it's going to be an eventful afternoon. So, first of all, Clovis City Council member Diane Pierce is going to be co-hosting from 2 to 6. So, I've got Diane to kind of help keep me on the rails. We're going to get <laughs> Keisha Thomas from the Fresno Unified Board of Trustees. She is the trustee for the Edison area, the Computech area. And we're going to get her on to talk about this transportation failure and what the district's actually doing. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about this list of non-answers that we got from the communications office at the Fresno Unified, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, district office. And uh, then we've got Lisa Smithcamp coming on at 3 o'clock. I had not expected Gavin Newsom to be so um, stupid. To offer such a limp did, did you hear that? Did she send him the, the, the uh, his words to you? Oh, she, it? no! It's it, it, it popped up in my in my alerts because I've got I've got Google tags for the governor. And ah, for the okay. DA so and you got them. You got them. And I, I got this double strike from from Newsom clapping back like this, and I'm mystified <laughs> how the guy thinks it is that that's that's going to fly. So we'll we'll get her reaction to that, uh, as well as what the next steps are in prosecuting this dirt bag. It's, it's it's wild times we live in, and it's sad that this this cop had to go down. You know, it just what it what it does. I mean, it opens up this whole can of worms again about AB one hundred nine forty seven and fifty seven. This is hot on the heels of a, 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 a bit of legislature that was proposed Monday in the assembly to get away with 47, to, to bring it, you know, to an end to start walking it back. Yeah, but you know, I mean, the public safety committee is never going to let that out because that's where they all go to die. I've never heard Assemblymember Patterson so resigned to the possibility that they're going to be back at square one on this thing in in weeks, not months. Uh, it, it, it's it's surprising and it's disheartening. And and all of this, and you know this, and the people who listen to KMJ know this. And I don't know how to drill it into the skulls of the people who aren't here with us. All of this comes back to this is the consequences of the way California votes. Yeah. That we've got a governor who who would who would poo-poo a district attorney frustrated by such bad laws, that we have such bad laws to begin with, that we have a board of trustees that that isn't accountable to parents to the point that now, as I understand it, Mark Capitan saying the potential for a class action lawsuit exists. If there's anything Fresno Unified needs it's to get sued again <laughs> but they have so much money it's no problem it, it's it's baffling to me and i i short of getting on the roof and screaming through a bullhorn the other 20 hours a day <laughs> i don't know what else to do to get people to stop voting for morons yeah yeah well philip will join you at 205 it's going to be good and i cannot wait to hear this uh, school board trustee at uh, 230 yay the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees are out. One of my favorites has been nominated. She's going a little bit of a resurgence in her career uh, because of a song called Running Up That Hill, which some of you are finally familiar with. I've been a fan of Kate Bush for decades. Very weird, esoteric music. Uh, every song that she does is a movie in your head. 
And I'm going to play a little bit of one right now that's one of my all-time favorites. It's called Cloud Bursting. And if this doesn't, I mean, this is not for everybody, but this, if, if you allow yourself to get into the song, you, you can just see a movie unwind on your head on whatever cloud bursting may be to you. And I hope she makes it in because she's incredibly creative. So let's listen to Kate Bush. This song is about an Australian psychoanalyst named Willem Reich. And Reich claimed that he could produce rain by manipulating what he called organ energy by using a cloud burster, a device that he actually made. And this is what Kate Bush has made this song about a number of years ago. Uh, and at one time, I think it was supposed to be a film, a short film that she created with the actual cloud bursting machine, her version of it. And I don't know that that ever got off the ground or not, but that's the kind of artist she is. Um, she, she paints these real amazing pastoral stories in your brain with her music, which is, she, she did a lot of hanging out with Dave Gilmore from Pink Floyd. And there's, there's a, there's a crossover there of that because Pink Floyd did basically the same thing on a much grander, heavier scale. And, uh, I, I'm just a huge fan, uh, of Kate Bush and the fact she'd been nominated to the rock hall of fame, I think is, is wonderful. I mean, is it rock? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's contemporary music. This, this falls under, you know, esoteric, progressive rock, whatever you want to call it. But I tell you, she's a stone-cold favorite of mine. I love Kate Bush. I got to go. My thanks to uh, Lisa Smithcamp. I love her for standing up to this governor. And we heard the governor respond to her, and what a wuss. You know, this guy has just got, he's got no cojones. He's got nothing. He's worthless. Philip is on his way, and he's going to rock it up again. He's going to have a little help, too, with somebody who's real good at rocking it up. This is KMJ. See you tomorrow. It's the Ray Appleton Podcast from KMJ and KMJNow.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.